Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. I'm David Abel and today I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom Fertile, Monsignor George Grimma from Malta. He is a mission priest in Ethiopia, Kenya, and Brazil, and Tom DeAngelis, welcome one and all. Oh, thanks, David. Thanks, Good to be here. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in? See how Jesus wants to speak to us today. I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Spirit, fill our hearts with your love, your wisdom, your guidance, your understanding. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts with the courage that we need to, to live the Word each and every day in our, in our homes, with our families, our friends, in our places of, of work, in the community, everywhere we go. Holy Spirit, we just entrust this time to you. Thank you, God, for loving us so much that you became one of us. Jesus, thank you for, for showing us how to live showing us thank you for showing us how to, to suffer and die but most importantly that we will rise that we will, we will rise with you thank you lord and we ask you god to please hold all those who will be listening in the palm of your hands all their families their friends all their concerns and we uh, we just take them all and give them all to you lord and we pray this in Jesus' name amen, amen. In the name of the father, father son, son holy, holy spirit, spirit. Amen. amen and tom do you want to give us a little gospel love today absolutely so our reading from the gospel of matthew after he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and... Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I really recently spent some time in Hershey Park with uh, with the family, and uh, I think there could be a, a roller coaster named after Peter, right? The the, ro the roller coaster of trust and doubt and faith. I mean, he just uh, he's awesome. I I love him because that's 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 my life. It's like, Lord, I surrender everything. 
now let me show you how to do it. <laughs> it's like, so Peter, he's wonderful, you know, uh, he's real, he's so transparent, and the Lord chose him out of all of them to be, to be our first pope. When we fall, when we doubt, when we deny, when we stumble, when we sink, uh, just following Peter's footsteps. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. I was at a at a mass earlier this week, and the priest gave this most precious homily on faith and fear. On the one hand, we have faith, but on the other hand, we have fear. The more we accept fear, the more we sink. The more we accept faith and have faith, the more we rise. So the choice, he said, is ours. Do we have faith that God will prevail, that the winds will die, that a new day will dawn? Do we have faith that God will provide, or do we listen to the voice of the enemy, and do we start to sink? And get on that what if roller coaster ride. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if she says this? What if he says that? Everything we go through in life, we're given that choice. Faith in the Lord that he will provide. He will give us a way out. Or we take that bait of the enemy, that bait of fear, and he's got us on the hook. And then he takes us on that proverbial roller coaster ride that there's no exit. And it just keeps us taking us deeper and deeper and deeper, and sinks us into the depths of despair. Take courage. And the other word is, Lord, is it you? Two commands. One is a command, one is a question. Take courage comes from Jesus. All you can say that, I have power, I have resources. No. Otherwise, if he has resources, he cannot say to us, take courage. But when he say, take courage, because I have what to give you. And what God can give us, the world will not give us. The world gives us confusion, darkness, pain, instability, and so on. Jesus gives us his presence. And his presence is more important than everything else. In moments of pain, run to God. In moments of difficulties, knock the door of God. In moments of suffering and misunderstanding in the world, Go to Christ in the Bible. You will have the sentence and the answer. So take courage. I will not leave you alone. This sentence of Jesus, or one similar to that, we find it in the Bible 365 times. That means that God says to you every day quite the same message. You are not alone. You are dear to me. So nobody thinks that he is not important, that he is not known. Yes, God knows you and called you by name. And your name is written in the palm of his hand. Take courage. On the other side, from our side, the word of Peter, Lord, is it you? Where we find this Lord? We find this Lord in every person. We find this Lord even in the most disfigured person. We find this Lord with whom we meet. Those who know, those whom we don't know. And we serve them with love and to serve them with enthusiasm. And when we are serving these people, we must praise the Lord. What a privilege we have to serve you. Mother Teresa's most blessed moment, I remember one day, she was washing the toilets. I don't know if you say another word instead of toilet, washroom, washrooms, what would you say? Mm-hmm. So she was washing them, and she came with a smile. I said, oi, Mother, you are here. Yes, I was adoring Christ. She was washing and cleaning this place. So where you go in every occasion, you will see Christ. 
when we have been in Caligat, where people die every day, that was her paradise, because there she saw the face of Jesus. When we finished the Mass, and me and her, we were quite entering the car to go back to the mother house. She said, Father, there are five people there. Let's go to meet Jesus. And so there were five people dead. Take care of the dead also. It's the presence of Jesus. Where are you, Lord? Is it you? We ask God today the light that he opened our eyes to see him in every person and not to exclude someone from our hearts. I think it's very uh, difficult for us to understand how Mother Teresa can look at those situations and see God. But I believe on the other side of faith that 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 is possible to do that. And I, But I think it takes a great deal of conviction over time. And one of the things when I first read this scripture that I thought about was, you know, Peter kind of gets nailed here by Jesus. He says, you know, oh, oh you of little faith. Well, at the beginning of this thing, he, he steps out of the boat. You know, <laughs> that's pretty good faith there. And then at the end, when he's sinking, he remembers to call on Jesus. So that's pretty good there. It's just that part in the middle that he's sort of struggling with. And then I thought back that Jesus looks at Peter with those, you know, with with that much faith and just a waver in the middle. And he says, oh, you have a little faith. In other words, that faith isn't really worth anything if it's not pure from start to finish. And then I reflected on, too, from, I guess, a week or so ago, we had the scripture about the centurion, maybe two weeks ago. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a, um, uh, a statement that we use every, every day in Mass, you know, that, that Jesus said, I've not found faith that strong in all of Israel because he assumed Jesus could do what he believed he could do. And he didn't, he didn't need to prove it. He just believed it. The other thing is this earlier this week we had the Canaanite woman who Jesus rebuffed and she said but lord even the dogs get to eat the scraps from the master's table and uh, and that's another example where he says oh woman your your faith is great so there's two examples right there that that kind of look at that and compare it with Peter and say ah it needs to be solid it needs to be when it gets pushed back on when it when the wind starts to blow it needs to still be there it needs to still be there because if it's not there then it's it's worth little it's not worth anything it kind of shows us our journey with the lord sometimes when we've had those epiphanies and we've had those god moments where the lord calls us out of the boat or calls us to take that step of faith, the leap of faith, where we're like little kids, we're all excited. Yeah, I get out of the boat, I'll run across water, whatever. And that's awesome until we do what? It says it right here. But when he saw how strong the wind, he became frightened. When we take our eyes off Christ, our eyes off the source of everything, our protection, our strength, our provider, everything, when we take our eyes off of him, <laughs> we're subject to the whatever the world wants to do with that wants to take us down. And that's where the, the anxiety and the worry and the fear all comes in. So for me, we're all going to go through storms in our life. We're all going to have things happen. Do they cause us to take our eyes off Christ? Or do we look at them and say, Lord, what do you want to teach me through this? Lord, help me through this situation. Because as soon as Peter cries out, Lord, help me, boom. Lord reaches out to him. So I think everything we go through in life, the storms of our lives, you know what? Don't take our, our eyes off Christ. He's always there with us. He, but we're going through those journeys for a purpose. 
walk it out with Christ, cry out to him. I think it's a powerful, powerful, powerful message. And and those journeys, Dave, you know, and as Thomas, you said too, they start with stepping out of the boat <laughs> because we yeah. like the boat. I like the boat. The I boat's like comfy. Boat. <laughs> the boat is uh, calm and it's warm. And, and whether it's I got my friends there, that's right. Whether it's my personal or the church, we like the boat. The boat feels good. Sunday in the boat feels good. And yet the work and the work, you know, Monsignor, that you encounter, it's out. It's out in the stormy waters. It's out amongst the wind. That's where the work is. And so, you know, to to be aware of that, we are going to hit those those hard times. Um, and as you said, to focus on Christ as we're stepping out and while we're out there, you know. But uh, we have to get out of the boat that's yeah. where the work is see that's the thing david you said that it, it's real it would be exciting you know the get the beginning of the thing yeah. and i'm thinking that maybe this is why i appreciate F- peter's faith when he steps out of the boat is right. if that would have been me i would have said lord if that's really you come over here closer yeah. so i can see you <laughs> you know i'm not getting out of the boat you know just for that but but the, but he says if it's really you in other words to prove that you're allow me to do what you're doing Help me to be who you are. One of our biggest prayer must be that, Lord, I believe, increase my faith. But we have to do something to increase our faith. And it is looking always to Jesus in the Eucharist. If we look only to Jesus in the Eucharist once a week when we go to Mass, and during the week we don't even think of Christ, we will have a weak faith. We will have a weak faith. It is like you eat only on Sunday. Hmm. You cannot be strong. No? (laughs) And they take a snack every day. It's not enough. So faith can be increased. The more we have contact with Christ, wherever you are, if you have health and conditions, go to the church daily. This moment I greet my mother, my beloved mother, who, as she was near the church, because she wants to increase her faith, she used to go to Mass five times a day. And she returns home early by night and eat something. George, let's start to pray. Mama, you prayed already. You have been in the mm-hmm. chair. But you don't understand how nice to be in touch with God. So each one of us don't lose occasions to increase your faith. As I said, those who are near the church, they go. Those who are in bed, even from bed, you synchronize, now, enter in contact with God. How many people in hospital, which I visit, in January, I was dying because food poisoning and food in Ethiopia. So I was taken to a hospital, and there was not even bed for me. Mm. I was in the cartoon. But I was praying. I was praying. Next to me, on the, on the bed, there were two people. What are you doing? Sir, I said, I am praying. What is prayer? People start asking. No? And together... I express to them what is good to know that God is also here in this pain. No? If you are working, even in those moments, be in synchrony with God. What are you doing? God is seeing everything. Are you in the right position? In these ways, you always strengthen your faith. So wherever we are, we ask God, Lord, I believe. But I am human, so help me to increase my faith by the occasions which you put in front of me special moments of trouble, of pain, many of us, instead, we turn to God. We go against God by asking, why me? Why you take that person from me? Why I am in this situation? And that is not the question, the right question. For what? For what? For your sanctification. For the salvation of others. 
And that is, you have faith and you have a mission to do through what God gives to you that moment. So, Lord, increase my faith. And especially when you receive him, you receive him by faith, but you receive him also truly because the body and blood of Christ be in you, part of your body, part of your blood, to make you holy. And Father, I think as I was reflecting on the first line here, I really thought of you. Because it says, after he had fed the people, Jesus made his disciples go. The key to me is, Father, you give your life to feed the hungry, spiritually, to feed the naked, to, to or clothe the naked. Father, you give and give and give. But Jesus is teaching us an important lesson here. After you've done that, you also need to make sure you take that time, and I take that time, to go up that mountain with the Father and let him heal our wounds, let him fill us up, let him give us the strength and energy so we have another day to go out. Because it's important for us to keep our health, to keep us strong, so that we can be those messengers of hope and continue to feed his people. And again, God will multiply us as he did the fish and loaves here for Jesus. But, but for us, we must watch Jesus' example to go quiet time by himself, to be healed by the Father, to be filled by the Father, to make sure we're always ready, fully equipped to go out to continue feeding those souls. Because otherwise, I know I'm guilty. We can run ourselves ragged. We can wear ourselves out. And that's not of God. That's not. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. That's not of God. So again, learning lesson for me, challenge for me. And I was thinking to you, Father, because I've been with you, and you wear me out, and you're just a few years older than me, and you're sitting in a Jeep waiting at 5 in the morning. Come, come, we must go. We're on a mission. And I'm like exhausted, go to bed at 9 o'clock at night in Ethiopia, and, and you're up till midnight sending emails. So learning lesson to make sure we take care of our bodily temple. Right, Rob? Amen. And, and give that time to the Father to heal the wounds, strengthen us, feed us, so that we can truly be those messengers of hope and continue to do the work he's called us for. I say to my fathers and sisters that before we are priests or sisters for others, we must be father of prayer, sister of prayer. So we generally we wake up earlier than the children, to have this contact and to charge our battery. Yeah. Yes. We, 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 don't, we, we don't do that. We are lost. lost. We are just machines. We are just a yeah. fax. No, we give yeah. the copy, but we don't have the power in itself. So we always pray and make priority not to feed the children, not to clothe the naked, but to encharge ourselves with Jesus. Jesus is the vitamin yeah. for mm. our life. Amen. And this is for all persons, for all persons. Before you are a father of a family, you are a man of prayer. Before you are a soldier, a policeman, you are a policeman of prayer. Mm. Prayer is the first mood how we must walk. And that which was keep the apostles later, to be strong even in front of difficulties. Well, 11 of them were martyred, 11 of them, no? And they were strengthened by power, by the power of prayer. I think when we neglect that prayer, when we, we neglect our sacramental life, we, we neglect the daily um, routine of prayer um, and commitment to prayer. We're, you know, we're like a cup, you know, we empty out and we have to go get filled up and then we empty out and 
And when the when the the analogy that should be our cup is always filled and overflowing Correct. because we're constantly you know staying staying close to God through prayer you know and staying in, and staying in our faith. When we don't do that, then it's a it's a it's a zero sum gain. Fill empty, fill empty, as opposed to overflow because we're always connected. I would like to look and at I that think, analogy. I think that's why they cause human beings to be in the presence <laughs> of God. And then allow him to fill us and flow that love into the world, right. not human doers. <laughs> right. right. And, and you look at the, the whole story. So Jesus and the apostles experience the feeding of the 5,000 together. And then he sends them out into a boat. And then he goes off to pray. And then they experience the same storm. You know, the, it was the same storm. Uh, but the one variable that we don't know is what were the apostles doing in the boat? Were they high-fiving each other? <laughs> you know, look what we did. We, you know, we were part of that feeding of the 5,000. And it was, was pride creeping in. We don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that it was, but we don't know. But Jesus was prayed up. You know, he was prayed up. And then he faced the storm and and, and, and he sent and, them and did what he did. So he sent them out. He knew yeah. what was coming. Yeah. You know, you'd say he, he sent them, you know, directed them to go out in the water on the boat. Mm-hmm. So he, you know. He, so this, so this, is, this is the only word that I circled is, is pray. <laughs> well, like, like you're saying, Father, thank you. you know, we, we need to be men of prayer first. Yes, first um, of all, prayer. Yeah. Inclusive, the, uh, the, the, the parish priest of Ars, St. John Merivianne, which was celebrated his feast on the 4th yeah. of August. Yeah, last no? week. Yeah. He was a man of confession. But before, he was a man of prayer. And why he used to confess in winter 11 hours, in summer 19 hours. The rest of the time I had few moments, few hours, two or three hours only to sleep and not to sleep comfortable. His pillow was of wood. And the rest, he was in the church in front of Jesus. And one day there was an old man. He was always there in front of the Eucharist, no? And the... John Vianney wants also to learn something from him. What do you say to him that I can say the same? No. And the man answered, I say nothing. I just look to him and he looks to me. That is a prayer. Prayer is not words. No. It's not poetry. It's not literature. It's in God's presence. In the atmosphere of God. In the atmosphere of God. And this you can make it everywhere. If you are far from a chair, it doesn't mean it is not an excuse not to pray. Huh? No. Just make your area of prayer. Enter in yourself. Close your eyes. And God is there. But you must make this step. Yeah. If you are careless, you never find time. You never find time. Because even the more you want to pray, the more yeah. Satan comes to confuse and to give you problems. Yeah. Yeah, amen. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. So you have to say even to the sisters and the fathers, please don't call me while I am in prayer. And they know that I am in prayer or under a tree or somewhere else, but I am in prayer. If I am in prayer, they don't come. There's somebody else who can make what, what they need. But for me, that is my nourishment. Without this nourishment, I cannot go forward. I don't know if I can tell you, once again, St. John Marie Vianney, many people used to go to ask counseling and him in confession. One day a bishop went there. No? Uh, I don't know how to resolve my problems. So many problems in my parish. No? The, the Kura Dasa told him, 
Can I see your knees? <laughs> Can I see uh, your knees? For, for what for? My knees are good. Do you kneel down? <laughs> and how much time you spent in prayer? Uh, that is the injection which really we all need. Without prayer, we are lost. The apostles were ignorant. Sometimes they stubborn. Sometimes even they were jealous. But where Jesus was in prayer, many often they were after him. Even if they sleep, but they were after him. But even sleeping, you can make it a prayer. You know, the key to prayer for me is, is getting away. Jesus had to go up a mountain to get away from the noise, to get away from the people. Everybody wanted him. You know, in the business world, I know I, know I get a lot of phone calls. This, in order for me to truly pray, which means to hear the Father's voice, it means to have that communion, that common union with the Father, I have to disconnect from the world. And when I do, take a walk in the quiet. It's amazing what I hear. The Lord knows the prayers of our hearts. And when we don't know how to pray, just call on the Holy Spirit and say, help me to pray. But boy, that quiet time, and that's a daily quiet time. If I don't get it, I am not healthy. If I don't get my quiet time with the Lord, I am not healthy. And I think that's what the Lord's telling us. He took time. Though the whole world needed him, he took time. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't stay for the accolades. He just fed all 5,000 people. He didn't stick around and say, whoo, aren't I something? No. He went away to do what? Thank the Father. Take that time with the Father. God, the Father, source of all good things. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. Jesus surrendered to the will of the Father in the garden. That's our journey. When you get that, as his beloved adopted sons and daughters, you got it. What is my purpose on earth? Do the will of the Father. We have 24 hours per day, so we can arrange a, a time for that. St. Philip Neri, he was a patron saint of uh, Rome, no? He was famous for so many confessions, taking care of the orphans. But by night, where will find him? In the bed? No. You also go to the catacomb to pray there in silence. And then we take that silence into our everyday lives as, as priests, as husbands, as fathers, as grandfathers, as friends, and, uh, and then our whole life, like Brother Lawrence's book, Practicing the Presence, that our whole life becomes a prayer, everything we do. But we have to be intentional about carving out that special time, just like every parent wants special time with their child and their child wants that special time with the parent. God wants special time with you and with me. And God will use you every day if you have those eyes to see, those ears to hear opportunities to be a blessing to others, to pray for others. May God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. 
Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him. Thank you.